Hello, and welcome to Myths, Mysteries, and Legends, the podcast that covers everything from myths, urban legends, and things that humans cannot fully understand in the world. I'm your host, Armando Scalioni, and in today's show, the subject will be none other than the legendary Skinwalker. Our topics will be the background and the story and what this a Skinwalker is, one random person's encounter story that I found on the internet, discussion time, and of course the outro. Let's dive right in. Skinwalkers are Native American creatures known to be witches that have the ability to shapeshift into weird creatures. They kind of look like half animal and half human. Uh, they came, they come in many different shapes and forms. I, I know that sometimes skinwalkers have the ability to imitate like uh, relatives or a normal person to lure you in so they can like capture you or something. There is a hotspot for these strange creatures named the Sherman Ranch, also known as Skinwalker Ranch. The owner, Brandon Fuggle, purchased this ranch, attempting to uncover the mystery of Skinwalker Ranch, while broadcasting it to the whole world. Now that you know a little bit about Skinwalkers, let's get into the story, guys. I live in the UK now, but I grew up in West Virginia. The reason I live in the UK now is because two encounters that I had with skinwalkers when I was younger. The first encounter happened when I was 10. My grandfather owned a corn farm back 20 years ago when my first encounter happened. The reason why me and my parents were there was for a big family gathering to celebrate one of the birthday of my aunts. Now it's important to note that my grandfather's farm had three parts to it. There was the house itself, with the road leading up to the house, and the large cornfields, and the small patch of wooded area that separated the far side of the cornfield with the nearby neighbors. Me and my two cousins were playing in the wooded area, fighting with sticks and other stupid stuff that you'd expect 10, 9, and 6 year olds to do. When we heard my mom calling for us for the, from the house, my two cousins immediately ran towards the house. And I was about to, just about to follow them when I thought I could hear my father calling out from, for me from the other side of the wooded area. This wasn't strange since him and my grandfather liked to hunt in around these areas since it was a popular feeding spot for deer. The small pond probably didn't hurt either. So of course I started going there to where I thought my dad was calling me from when I passed this large rock. I heard my father again, but this time it came from the large rock I just passed. I was a little inc- confused. That is until I turned around and saw it. This nine foot tall monster looking right at me. It was tall and had pale skin flaking off and antlers on the top of its head. It snarled at me. That image is forever burned into my mind, even more after it lunged at me. That's the last thing I remember that day, this horrific monster lunging at me. I was later told that my father came out looking for me and they found me laying unconscious, covered in blood. This thing was carrying me in its arms. My dad took a warning shot, which caused the monster to drop me and run off. I was covered in blood, but somehow uninjured. My second encounter happened about two years after. By then, the wooded area had been cleared and turned into a pig farm owned and ran by my grandfather. 
The problem was, some of the pigs were going missing, and he suspected coyotes were somehow getting into them. So my parents and I moved to the farm during summer break so my father and grandfather could try and track down the animals responsible for taking the pigs. This happened about a week after we moved in. For obvious reasons, I wouldn't go near where the wooded area used to be. I, instead, I was happy walking through the cornfield towards the old barn, even though I knew I wasn't allowed there. How, I didn't go far, however, before the smell hit me. It was the similar smell of that monster from two years before. I tried to dismiss it as just nerves might be playing tricks on my mind or something stupid like that. Right up until I saw it. It was the monster that had attacked me before, but it hadn't noticed me. I took everything I had not to make a sound as I tried to back away. It was only until when it stood up from its crouch that I screamed and ran away as fast as I could back to the house. I barged into the door and did my best to tell my father and grandfather about seeing it again through all the crying. To this day, I wish I had stopped him and my grandfather from leaving. They both grabbed their hunting rifles and went out to find it, but they never returned. We never found out what happened to them. Six months later, after that, my mother and I moved to England, where she was from, and to this day, I refuse to return to West Virginia. I never want to see that monster again. Okay, let's just talk about this story for a minute. The story is definitely spine-chilling and mysterious. I found the part where the, da- where the dad saw him with all the blood on him, but no cuts or anything on him. The strangest part of the story. And at the end there, I wonder what happened to the dad and the grandpa after they went out and never came back. They probably like died, or, like the monster probably got them, or Skinwalker. Yeah, guys, so this episode uh, I'm very happy to do because I've been wanting to do one on Skinwalkers for a while. And so thank you for that. And also, guys, since it is Autism Awareness Month, I will be putting a link in the description to Autism Canada Foundation to help pay for the education and much more for people with autism. It's really good. It helps out a lot of people with autism in Canada. And thank you very much for listening to this episode today, guys. As always, it was a pleasure doing today's episode. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And this is Armando Scaglioni signing off for Myths, Histories, and Legends. See ya.